Welcome to the Healthy Body, Healthy Mind podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kinghorn, co-founder and CEO of HBHM. We're a carbon neutral wellness brand and we're focused on the well-being of our customers and the planet. We produce a range of products designed to support a healthy lifestyle. This podcast is for our community. We'll have a range of experts in the health, fitness and wellness space designed to help you all improve many aspects of your life. For listening to this podcast, you can get 15% off our products at hbhm.com by using the code hbhmpod at checkout. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, today we have Michelle Graham on the podcast. Michelle is the owner of Eat Complete, who are an awesome plant-based meal prep company. Eat Complete offer nutritious and delicious home-cooked meals delivered to your door, and they very much focus on promoting a healthy lifestyle with some of the most amazing meals that you can find. Michelle herself is also a plant-based athlete, and although I know she will be far too modest to say this herself, <laughs> um, is incredibly strong combining her training uh, with her own plant-based diet. Um, she's competitive in weightlifting and the CrossFit space. So welcome to the Healthy Body, Healthy Mind podcast, Michelle. How are you doing today? Thanks, Brian. Hi, I'm good. Um, yeah, I promise I did not pay Brian to say that, <laughs> but thanks for the intro. I knew, I knew you would never say anything like that yourself, but uh, I'm sure off, off the back of this podcast, people start following you and they'll be able to see for yourself that you're um, very strong and very competitive in your space. So let's dive right in then to Eat Complete. You know, just tell us a wee bit about what Eat Complete is. Yeah, so um, at the moment, what we do is offer... Um, like you said, nutritious plant-based meals. Um, they are meals that I eat myself. Um, initially, that's how it all got started. I was creating these meals basically just for myself. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of people that had interest in them and they were asking if I would, uh, if they could taste my meals. I was getting a lot of comments, um, people asking what I eat because they would see me train and they knew that I was plant-based. Um, and they you know, a lot of people, I guess, are interested in plant-based food, but they just don't know where to begin or how to get a hold of it. So yeah, that's basically how it all started. I was just getting a lot of requests and I thought, okay, why not? Yeah. Well, I can vouch for it for sure. I'm sure we'll, I'll mention that a few times uh, through the course <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, my wife and I have been buying your meals pretty much since you started and they're absolutely phenomenal this morning i had your <laughs> cho chocolate orange breakfast okay yeah which is amazing yeah that's the new one that's the newest one from last week yeah so what's actually in that then well i can't give away my secrets well, broadly <laughs> but, then. yeah it's basically yeah so those breakfast oats um again they're also why i eat myself every single morning and that was initially the whole point in me making them I was I guess I spent like the past few years like trying to get the perfect oats for myself like in terms of nutrition but also taste yeah. so yeah it is overnight oats um, and also chia seeds because they're super nutritious um, so that's the base of them all but depending on the flavors like they're all a little bit different with what goes in them yeah. um, but I just basically needed something that was high in protein something that 
had good carbs um, just to fuel my workouts. Um, and yeah, I do train in the morning. So they're always great for me to have as breakfast. And then I train with that afterwards. Yeah. Okay. And I think it was, uh, was it 24 grams of protein or something? Which um, it, They depend. So that's actually the lowest one, which is 24 and the most is 30. So anywhere mm-hmm. between that. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, they're, they're very good. And um, so it's breakfasts and dinners or lunches mainly right now. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. I am currently working on like snacks and things as well. So that, you know, there are people who have asked for their whole day, like, and their whole week worth of food. So I am working on that as well. But yeah, at the moment, breakfasts, lunches, and dinners is what I have available. Yeah. And some of the, some of the recipes, like some of the actual uh, meals that you sell, uh, dinner wise there's things like shepherd's pie you know which you would always traditionally you know people would think is a, a meat dish but you do a right. nice shepherd's pie and things like that as well what other sort of things do you do within your, your yeah I mean I just wanted it to be like a good variety I know everybody has such a different taste and that's what I've noticed like since starting this business seeing everybody's different tastes is like super interesting to me um so yeah some people's favorite would be the shepherd's pie and then somebody else is more like the asian food and then somebody else um i've got like caribbean food so i just try and have a good variety of all different types of meals um and i didn't want it to just be focused on like plant-based um customers i guess yeah um people who eat meat regularly i want them to enjoy the food as well and not feel like they're deprived of anything or that they need meat as well um and that's a lot of the feedback i've been getting back has been great because a lot of people they're like you know i didn't even miss the fact that there was no meat in that meal Mm -hmm. so that's been yeah one of the great things but to answer your question in terms of what kind of meals there are you know there's curries there's pastas there's more like like you said, the pies, um, there's noodles. So I just try and have a good variety of things. Actually, this week, the new one is the burger. So yeah, just a, a variety. So there must be quite a few different ones now then. You've listed off, I think. Uh, yeah, there's maybe yeah. so because at the moment, I am limited because it is me. Um, you know, I am looking to expand and get like a larger kitchen with help, like people, um, staff and things. But at the moment, there's only so much I can offer. So I do have 10 meals, like in terms of the main meals on the website. And they do change regularly because I want to be able to um, bring variety. Like I don't want to keep it as the same 10 meals every week. But it does mean that if I bring a new one, then I do have to replace it, you know, so Um, but then it comes back again. So it's like they're on rotation, but eventually I do want to get to the point where I have like a long list and they're always available and, you know, there's a lot more options for people, but yeah, at the moment there's 10 for the main meals and then there's nine for the breakfasts. Yeah. And you're buying in all the ingredients like specifically for, so it's all fresh ingredients. Is that right? Exactly. So like, um, it's a minimal waste company. So I, I basically just make based on the orders. Yeah. So I have a deadline of Thursday midnight if people want to order. So you can order all throughout the week. And just as long as it's in by Thursday midnight, then it means that I can 
prepare and buy in the ingredients fresh um, on the Friday and Saturday and so that there's not going to be like any waste and then the meals are delivered on the Sunday. Yeah and uh, so I bring it back to what you said about you know like meat eaters you know are enjoying your meals as well that's very much where I am as well like we I am I would say I'm, I'm definitely predominantly plant-based now um, but I do still eat you know, meat, um, a lot less than what it was previously, but yeah, I mean, your meals, I, are, they're definitely filling, you know, they're, uh, you definitely feel like you get everything from them. And it's amazing because like when I'm having them, it actually feels like you were just eating a meal that did have meat in it because they're so filling. Right. And I think it, it sort of knocks away that, you know, preconception that people may have that, you know, vegan or plant-based meals aren't filling for you. So, you know, they're absolute brilliant, like, and really filling. So it's amazing. Right. Honestly, that's like the best feedback I could get, to be honest. Like, that's what it's all about. Um, And one thing that I was shocked by, because I, um, you know, I'm always trying to, like, collect data and analyze everything that's going on. And I worked out that in terms of my regular customers, 90% of them are meat eaters. So I first went into this thinking that most of my customers would be like plant-based, you know, but to know that almost like the vast majority of them are meat eaters, like that's amazing feedback to know that they're enjoying them and they're coming back week after week. So that's for me what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're, you know, you've probably definitely, you know, thinking about myself, you've, you've created, uh, this awareness uh, probably I would say you know you're, you're maybe more conscious about other things that you're eating as well so yeah I think it's a, I think it's amazing so thanks very much for setting up eat completely <laughs> uh, um, so in regards to that then you know obviously I you know speaking you know personally and I know others who you know eat your meals or say the same types of things that they feel full and all these things so what types of proteins are you using in your meals like what sort of things are you using to replicate some of that texture of um a traditional diet so again it does vary because i know that a lot of people like the taste of meat but a lot of people who are vegetarian and vegan they also don't like the taste of meat so i do have a variety um so you know there are like meat substitutes that are can be used Um, but I do have some meals that don't have any meat substitutes and therefore I would use lentils and different types of beans and legumes. Um, but yeah, for the meat substitutes, they can be made from soy, a lot of them, um, or tofu is another one that I have a few dishes with. So yeah, it depends on the meal, but there's a variety of different things I use. Yeah, cool. Good. And when did you set up again? When was it you set up the business? So I started working on it like from August last year, 2020, but then it went, the website went live in October. Okay. So does it, did it start as like a sort of side hustle to begin with whilst you were working full time or were you straight into it? So it started actually as a, so it was never going to be meal prep. Um, initially it was going to be plant-based food, but I worked for months. Some people might remember this. I worked for months just developing energy bars and like protein bars. And I was determined to get like the perfect. So one thing that I always got asked is as a vegan, you must not get the right amount of nutrients 
our minerals and you must have to take like pills like for your B12 or your iron. And I, I don't take any of these pills. Um, I do get it all from my food. So I was wanting to create some type of natural whole food bar that would contain a lot of these things, um, like your daily recommended intake of a lot of these minerals and vitamins. Um, so that was my first mission to go and create this bar. And I spent months trying to do this. And then I was getting the messages from people asking if I would do meal prep. And that's when the business turned around to meal prep. Um, I do still obviously have the recipes for the bars. So I do in the future want to still continue with that. And I still want to expand and do different parts with the business. But um, yeah, it didn't start with meal prep. It, that kind of just happened. Um, yeah, <laughs> but no, I realized that I couldn't focus on it if I was also working full time. Yeah. So I needed to go like 100% in. Otherwise, there was no chance that I could work full time and train the amount that I was training and also have time for this. So mm. I just had to throw myself in at the deep end and go for it. And what was it that you did before? So I was working in animal welfare. Um, I always worked in animal welfare, like since I did zoology at university. And then since then, maybe like 10 years, I traveled around and I worked with animals um, all over the world. So yeah, I've always been interested in that side of things. And people, I guess, now think that maybe I've just abandoned all of that and moved into the food space. But to be honest, in my opinion, the way I see it is I'm still involved in animal welfare in a way, but just yeah. in a very, in a different way. So yeah, it's still something that I um, keep within the business as well. Yeah, cool. And um, so who's your, who's your ideal customer then? Or who's your you know, what type of people are you looking forward to buy from you? Um, it's mainly people who have some type of goal in terms of whether, you know, they're trying to lose weight or whether they're trying to get stronger, build muscle, like whatever their goal might be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it really doesn't just, or even just want to feel healthier within themselves. Um, that seems to be my typical customer. Um, yeah just helping people to feel better within themselves. Yeah, awesome. And all your macros and all that sort of information is all up on your website and on, on the actual meals themselves as well, is that right? Yeah, so I work it all out, um, the calories, fats, carbs, and proteins as well for people. I know not everybody tracks that, not everybody counts it, but a lot of people do. So it's just there, just, you know, it's useful for people if that's something that they want to track, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think... Um, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's important to some people and not important to others, but at least if it's yeah. there, then, you know, everyone's got the option to go and, and see what it is. And I suppose it's a comparison as well. Like, it, you know, it would be interesting for people to compare what they were eating before and what they're getting from your meals as well. And then see, oh, actually I'm getting everything that I wanted <laughs> before from yeah. these meals. So it really helps cement the decision that they're going to uh, use them as well as the fact that they taste so good. Right. And also, like, I don't know if it's maybe something I should put on. I've been thinking about this, like the sugar content as well. I might add that because a lot of people might look at my meals and they might think that like some of the carbs can be quite high, which to some people, that's a negative. Although yeah. like 
personally for me like it's not but I know for some people they seem to think that high carbs is a bad thing Um, but it's amazing to see actually in some of the meals it might say high carbs but there's almost virtually no sugar because it you know you can get good carbs and bad carbs so um, I do try and you know I make sure that although there's carbs it doesn't necessarily mean high in sugar Um, and I don't add any sort of sugar to my meals either so yeah, that's probably something I should add on there as well. I don't want people to be um, deterred just by seeing yeah. high carbs, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's a fair fair point. It's a, for me, when I see uh, the high carb one, I'm always delighted because I'm yeah. <laughs> high, high carb, high protein, loads of calories because I need it all to fuel my running. So yeah, I'm always happy. the The higher the be- the higher the better for me. But I know not, I know not everyone's like that. So. Okay, so you mentioned animal welfare then there. So that does bring me on to asking you like how or why and when did you first become vegan or was it vegetarian first? How did that, how did that all look for you? Yeah, so I turned vegetarian when I was about 10 years old um, and it was for the animal reasons. Um, and then I was vegetarian until about eight years ago. I decided to turn vegan. Um, and again, it was the same. I, I, I don't know, I guess everybody has, it's one thing that, you know, I'm always very nervous to talk about is the animal side of things. I know um, as a vegan initially, or even as a vegetarian, I, I would just never tell people that I was vegan because there was always this kind of um, perception that you're going to try and push your opinions on people. Um, And that's something I never wanted to do. Like, I think everybody's entitled to their own opinion. This is the way I feel about it. I'm not going to force anybody to be vegan. Um, But if you want to know about it, like I will, I'll, I'll talk to you about it. But yeah, I I just never wanted to come across that way that I was Mm -hmm. trying to push my opinions on people. Well, I def I definitely don't think you I definitely don't think you do. So don't know you <laughs> So you've been vegan now for eight years. Eight years, yeah. Eight years I turned vegan. Yeah. Awesome. And you've clearly managed to maintain, you know, a good level of fitness during that time. Has it has it improved during that time? Yeah. So I wasn't into fitness at all. So mm-hmm. I turned vegan. I never stepped foot in the gym before. Um I yeah, I was in no way interested in fitness when I turned vegan. Cause also I think it's important to say that vegan doesn't mean healthy. Like yeah. when I turned vegan, I was eating Oreos and lots of bread, lots of carbs, lots of, um, like pastas, you know, like white carbs. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy just cause you eat plant-based yeah. um, there's definitely unhealthy ways to do it. And that's what I was like when I first turned vegan So it was probably around five years ago when I first entered the gym. So I've done all of my training on a plant-based diet. Um, Yeah, so it's definitely improved. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, I said in your introduction that you do weightlifting, you do CrossFit. So how did you get involved in that space? 
Um, initially, it started just me in the gym lifting weights. Um, I guess initially I wanted to maybe just lose a bit of weight and just tone up. Um, that was my main interest. So I used some cardio machines and the free weights. I was always very nervous about like the platforms and the squat racks okay. and that side of the gym. Um, I, I remember people in the gym would ask me like, why I don't go up to that side of the gym? And I would just tell them like, I'm too nervous. Like, I don't want to go up there. And I, I feel like a lot of people probably have that same feeling when they start. Um, and it took for like, there was a day when out the gym was empty like there was very few people in there and then I went up and tried squatting and then yeah <laughs> I just I like I can do this the rest is yeah. <laughs> I was like okay I'm gonna do this more often um so yeah it, it was literally just me by myself in the gym that's how it all started um then I got into more powerlifting, so squats deadlifts um the heavier lifts that was that's probably or not probably, that's definitely what I enjoy the most. And that's what I work on the most. Um, and then it was actually a PT that was in the gym who told me about the CrossFit gym. And they um, told me I'd probably enjoy it. So I gave it a go and I did. And yeah, it was just, it was just learning new things, learning new skills that I enjoyed about it. So um, yeah. Cool. And what, so you've taken part in, in events and things like that as well. Is that right? What sort of events have you taken part in, in that space? Yeah, I've done um, a few competitions, to be honest, 2020 was meant to be my year of like full on competitions. Yeah. <laughs> so basically last year I had loads all set up, like almost every weekend. Um, I did all the qualifiers for them um, and I got through so that I was going to go to like the final events. Um, and then obviously they all got cancelled. That was all like meant to happen last summer. Um, so I have still continued to train because um, obviously they all they will come back again. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that was meant to be last year. But I, I mean, the year before I did a couple competitions as well, like more team ones. Okay. Um, and obviously there's the CrossFit Open as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah I've done a few of those sorts of things. Cool. And just you know, you don't have to list off every single one, but, you know, some of the, you know, some of your personal records that you've got in some of these lifts, just to give our listeners an idea of the, the types of weights you're lifting. So, you know, just give us a couple examples of the, the types of weights you're lifting, because I've seen you lifting the weights and I know it's very impressive, so. Um, <laughs> so, for, like, what you mean like how much do I lift how yeah. much do I deadlift yeah. um I mean my max would be 162 for the deadlift okay I haven't had that kind of weight for a long time yeah. obviously during lockdown so I really I can't wait that's one thing I can't wait to get back to it's probably my favorite thing to do squatting I guess last time I checked was like 130 okay. um I I find with squats I get in my head a lot I had a, a I don't know if you really want to go down this route. I, I had a, um accident once when I was squatting okay. and I've really kind of been in my head a lot with that. Okay, yeah. So I think that's my biggest barrier is my head when it comes to that. Um, yeah. And what happens <laughs> if, you, if you don't mind? 
Yeah, so um, I guess it was about two years now, two years ago now, when I was doing pause squats. So basically, you would have the bar on your back, and I had 100 kilos on my back at the time, and you would squat down to the bottom position, and you would hold it for three seconds, and then you would come back up again. So I was on my very last one, and I squatted to the bottom of the squat. And I realized I'd held it for too long and I just knew in my head I wasn't going to get back up. So as I tried to, I fell to my knees, but the bar was still on my back. So I had 100 kilos come down on my back that rolled down my back and I tore all the ligaments in my knees. And I I ended up in a wheelchair for a few weeks. Like I couldn't walk at all. Um, I mean, to be honest, it could have been so much worse. So I am super lucky that it wasn't worse and that I was able to walk and even like squat again. Um, I actually, the adrenaline was going at in the moment that I walked out of the gym fine. Um, Everybody thought I was fine. I put the weights away. I walked out of the gym and it wasn't until I got home and I sat down and I just realized I couldn't stand up again. Mm -hmm. So I had to go to hospital then. Um, So that has taken me a long time to like come back from not just the injury, but more just my own head, like to be able to get under that bar again. Um, So I feel like the majority of the time my legs are fine. It's my head that stops me from going any further. Um, But like I said, I mean, I think it's moments like this that make me realize that I'm just so lucky that I can squat and that i can even walk yeah. no yeah. so like I mean, i'm super grateful yeah yeah i mean seeing you you know we've done we obviously have done some videos with michelle as well and you know some stuff for our social media channel so you'll see um michelle throughout our instagram and things like that and watching you working out that day you know when we were doing the film and you would never have imagined that you know that was going on so it just shows you know and it's in all walks of life you never know what's going on you know, in somebody's head and that's the biggest obstacle to so many different things in regards to performance or just, you know, getting through life. So, um, you know, it's amazing that you've over overcome that or you're on the way to totally overcoming it. So how did you even recover from something like that then? Yeah. I mean, it's tough because I would, you know, I spent a few weeks in a wheelchair and then I had like a stick I used before I was fully walking again all I could think of was I just wanted to train like it was killing me like eating me inside you know that I just want to get back to training um because I was so used to doing it multiple times a day and when suddenly that gets taken away from you and you don't know if you're ever going to come back 100% so I just remember I would always think to myself like if I ever could train again like I'm never going to take this for granted if I could squat again I like I wouldn't take it for granted ever again so I guess that kind of helps when it comes to a tough workout and you just want to give up, but you just have to realize like, I'm lucky that I can even do this. So you just have to keep going. But um, yeah, it took me, I don't even know how long it took me till I fully recovered from that. I mean, it was, um, I did a lot of upper body obviously for a while um, and a lot of cardio and once I could start using my legs again, I was just like spinning on the bike, you know, I was, it was just a s- slow process, but I was always like itching to get back. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I would say I am fully recovered in terms of like my legs, but not my head. <laughs> yeah. 
you've got a great attitude. So I'm sure, you know, if you keep going the way you're going, you'll, you'll get over it um, and be <laughs> smashing it again soon. Um, so again, some of the stuff that we've spoken about in the past, moving, you know, back to the sort of food and protein side of things is complete protein sources. Um, so you just want to talk a bit about that and what they are for people. Yeah, so um, again, a comment I would always get is, you know, like the, I must not get enough protein um, being plant-based. And I mean, I don't know if you mean like enough protein in terms of like to build strength or to get muscle. Like, I mean, just, yeah, I know- just in general, build, build strength fact, and muscle. Yeah, and- yeah. And for just everybody, you know, every walk of life, getting enough uh, protein. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, people, I don't know the best way to explain that. Um, there is like a misconception. Well, I think it's a misconception out there that you know, as plant-based sources aren't quite as good as other sources of protein. Um, and I do know that, yeah, there are many types that don't complete, aren't complete proteins, meaning that they don't have all of your essential amino acids, yeah. but um, there are many that do, first of all. And also, I'm just cautious. I don't want to... Um, overcomplicate things for people and you know it's I don't want people stressing that you know they must have this with this in their meal like they must have this amount of beans and they must have this amount of grains and they must have this amount of nuts or whatever it might be um because it's not worth stressing about yeah that's just you know that that's actually going to make it worse if you if you worry about it I would just say get a good balanced diet because if you do mix um you know certain things like nuts and seeds with grains for example then that will make a complete protein source but i don't want people thinking like okay this meal that i'm about to eat does it contain this this and this because the best part of it all is that you don't have to have it within one meal you just have to have it within the day so if you're getting a good balance of all different sources you're going to get you know you will get what you need yeah. I personally just speaking from my personal experience I've never sat down and thought looked at my meal and thought like I must have this amount of grains to match this amount of beans like I've never had to do that ever um it's you know I've just be made sure that I've had a variety of different whole food sources within my day and I've Personally, I feel like, I mean, I yeah. definitely get enough. Yeah. So just, you know, the by having that balanced diet, the chances are throughout the course of the day, you're going to be hitting and getting all those essential amino acids anyway because of the variety of stuff that you're eating. It would only be if you were sticking to one particular food base, and that goes for any diet, that you, right. you weren't going to get you know, what you needed to get for your, what your body needed to, you know, be fueled properly, so... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. A balanced diet. Just don't stress about it though. That's the big thing. You know, that will just make things worse for people if they do, but yeah. Good balanced diet throughout the whole day. 
Yeah, I suppose we've already touched on some of these, but you know, what are what are some of the more like common myths around plant-based diets that you know you've definitely you definitely disagree with, or you know, any any things you've heard being said about you know vegan diets that you know X Y Z you don't get this you don't get that you know what's some of these common myths you would like to quash for us today. <laughs> well yeah it's the ones that we've m- mostly mentioned so like the protein is a big one yeah. um and all the vitamins and minerals like b12 and iron they're probably the main ones i would hear about a lot but like i said before i don't take any like pills i'm not saying for people not to like i'm definitely not telling people not to do that but i'm just saying from my personal experience i don't take any of these pills um and I know that I am getting stronger. Um, even now during lockdown, like I've been still doing some lifting at home and I know I'm still getting stronger. I'm still, you know, I know I'm getting enough. So yeah, yeah I, it's, it's, yeah, just my own personal experience. Yeah. And how, <laughs> does, and how then does a, a typical day look like you know, food wise and training wise, are you all about like big meals or do you sort of snack throughout the day or how does that side of things look for you? Personally, I am, um, I eat all throughout the day. So, and yeah, there are smaller, not smaller, but you know, they're not huge either. Um, and they're regular. So, and that's just something that works well for me. Um, so yeah, I, always train in the morning. I eat breakfast. I eat oats that we've already discussed. And then I train right after that. Once, you know, I've maybe given it like an hour to digest. Um, I, I prefer to train in the morning, just, um, that's when I feel at my best. And then I will eat again after training. Um, genuinely the meals from eat complete, like that is the food that I eat. So it will be one of those meals um and I guess I eat probably every three hours okay yeah I would say so um so I would have breakfast I would have like an early lunch and then I guess I'd maybe call it a late lunch so double lunch (laughs) and then yeah (laughs) and then dinner um, and then I always have to have a meal before bed as well. So what's that? Breakfast, two lunches and dinner and another meal. Yeah. And what sort of like, so this is something I actually spoke about with Laura Leslie, um, who you know um, about snacking and stuff like that. So, you know, what type of, what? and this is for me being selfish again, you know, the type <laughs> of thing. Because um, I eat all day, every day. Like, I'm not going to lie. So, yeah. um, you know, what type of snacking are you doing? What sort of healthy snacks are you having? I'm the same as you. I eat all day, every day. Um, so I have been working on loads of snacks recently, actually. Okay. Um, I've been making protein muffins. brownie I mean they're all like super nutritious with like no oils and sugars and things but yeah like high protein brownies and muffins and energy balls um and the oat bowls I don't just have those for breakfast I also have them later in the day as well um so 
they're the main ones, but like fruit as well. Um, protein shakes with fruit and sometimes maybe uh, if I just want something quite light, then I might have a salad. I mean, it all depends on how I feel in the moment. Um, if I want something sweet or savory, but yeah, it could be a variety of those things. Yeah, I should, have, I should have probably have said at the very start that you should probably listen to this podcast after you've already eaten. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm luckily I've just had lunch, so I'm not that hungry. But if you're listening to this and you're starving, then I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so training-wise then, what, what does your training generally look like? Are you training every day of the week or do you have rest days or how does that look? Um, so before this business I was training two to three times a day every day okay now I am training one time a day six days a week so okay. it's changed a lot um initially the reason why it went down was because I was so busy with business yeah. but I would say that my performance has increased big time since then um you know allowing myself more time I guess before I don't know like I just enjoy training so much that I just always wanted to and I thought it was good to just train as much as possible yeah. um, and I hated having rest days I hated having days off but now like I don't really have the option because at the weekend is when I'm doing all my cooking so I do take like a Sunday is always my day off um, and yeah my performance has I believe gotten so much better since yeah. doing that. so it's definitely helped with my recovery by having that time off Okay. Yeah, you probably are. You're 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 probably more recovered because you're not training out. So you're you're able to go harder, on, yeah. even though it's only one workout a day compared to the three that you were doing. Um, right. You're more recovered to do that. So on recovery, then what sort of, you know, is there any? How are you recovering? Is it mainly through your diet, or are you doing any particular, you know, recovery modalities? Like I've seen photos of you in an ice bath and stuff like that. So <laughs> how does your recovery look like? Um, so yeah, the ice bath thing, I just tried that out. It's not something I do regularly. Um, I enjoyed it though. Like good, I don't have what, yeah, yeah, I don't have one myself. <laughs> it is, it's not great at the time, but afterwards it feels great. So I yeah. did actually quite enjoy it, but no, it's not something I do regularly. Um, I get food is a big one, of course, and sleep is a huge one for me. Um, and I don't have like, you know, I don't have any of these like massage things or yeah. any tools, you know, it's just mainly food, sleep, having that time to rest. Yeah. Um, if something like, take, I mean, I stretch a lot as well. So like if like my legs felt tight, like I would stretch them, you know, um, I think stretching has really helped. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, it's good. It's and it's amazing. I think every every episode of the podcast so far, sleep has always came up, um, and I think it's it's obviously apparent from the people we're speaking to how important sleep is, and I think that it's only something that we'll continue talking about because, you know, I, I certainly believe HBHM believes you believe um, that sleep is just so important um, for recovery from you know fitness, but you know recovery from I'm sure on your Sunday nights after you've cooked all cooked all day, you sleep well and you need that sleep to recover from your business life as well. So yeah, can't stress how can't stress enough how important sleep is. hundred percent. Like it's the most important, I would probably say. Yeah. Good. 
Um, so I want to talk a bit now about the sustainability side of your business because I know there's you know different things that you're doing um, to have a positive impact on the the planet as well. So one in particular is the the buy a meal, give a meal. What exactly is that side of things, Michelle? Yeah, so um, I do think it's important for all businesses to, you know, try their best to but like give back in some sort of way or at least, you know, try and be sustainable or however they want to go about it. But um, one thing that I felt aligned with my business is um, to give back for every meal that is bought from us, we will give a fresh plant-based meal to a child in need. So that's that scheme that we have set up. Um, yeah, I basically before fully starting this business, I looked into various different ways that I could give back, whether, you know, it was given meals in that way or, you know, I mean, I won't go into them all, but there were various different things I was looking at. And I just felt like that one really aligned with my business. You know, it's plant-based. I believe that that is important for sustainability. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and I also think, well, I know that like my customers as well, they feel great knowing that they're also helping, you know, they're buying meals for themselves, but they're also giving back as well to children in need. Um, so yeah, that's just one thing that we do. And you've got like a little counter thing on your Instagram, is that right? How many meals that you've given yeah, I like to update that. I get people to ask, so I just put that on my main page of Instagram and I update that regularly, um, just how many meals that we've um, fed. So, yeah. yeah. How many are you at now, roughly? Uh, roughly, we must be... I haven't updated it recently. I think we must be at 1,800, roughly. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great. It, yeah, it well is done. amazing. Yeah. And in regards to the packaging, that's all recyclable as well? Yes, yeah. so that's a, as well, making sure that everything, um, I understand that it's not 100% perfect at the moment, you know, yeah. it is, there is still plastic there. So I am looking into trying to reduce that even more so. Um, but I mean, nothing's ever going to be 100% perfect. Yeah. You just, as long as you are trying your best, I believe is most important. Um, and yeah, it's all recyclable. And you're well, exactly. If you know things, you know the areas you want to improve upon, and if it's a, if it's a continuous part of the process, you know that you're always conscious of and always making small improvements. Then you know eventually, it eventually gets there. But at least you are, you know, you are conscious of it and you are doing something about it because you know. Yeah. As I know that you know we believe in HBHM and you do as well that you know businesses can do good uh, for the environment as well. So. Yeah, if you can see any areas and try and improve upon them and identify those areas, then it can only be a good thing for everyone. Exactly, yeah. And the, the no waste side of things as well. So, um, you know, everything's just bought for order. So I think you're doing quite a lot of good things for the environment. Thanks. No try. <laughs> yeah. No, it is, it's, it is really important to me um, when starting a business to, to think of, have all these things in mind. So, yeah. Yeah. And... So if there's anyone out there that's like, you know, thinking about going vegetarian or vegan or, you know, are almost there, what, what sort of tips would you give to people to get started, whether it's vegetarian or vegan or plant-based or whatever it happens to be? Um, everyone's going to be different because 
I mean, for me personally, before I turned vegan, the one thing that always stopped me was cheese. Okay. So, and I know a lot of people have that issue, like cheese is their one thing, but then there's people I speak to that struggle with, you know, chocolate or it's maybe meat or, you know, like everybody's very different on what their preferences are. Um, I think personally, I'm a very all or nothing kind of person. So I couldn't just cut down slightly for me, if I'm going to go vegan, like I am all in and that's it. Um, but for some people it's better to cut down slowly, maybe reduce one meal, you know, have one plant-based meal in a day, um, maybe have one meatless day of the week. Um, you know, people I know find benefit with that and then they just increase and increase and maybe they're up to two and maybe they're up to three, you know? Um, I think that's what I've seen a lot of people, um, have found benefit with also milk, um, replacing your milk with plant-based milk, I think is a big one as well, because there's so many milks out there at the moment that everybody will find one that yeah. they enjoy. You know, everyone's different again. For me, it's coconut milk. I know a lot of people it's oat milk or almond or soy or whatever it might be, but there's going to be something out there for some, for everybody. So yeah. yeah, I think replace your milk, try and cut down on your meat consumption. Um, and you know, one meal at a time, I think is the main thing. Yeah. Okay, good tips. And coconut milk is just what your what your preference is, is that right? That's my preference. Yeah, I just like that. Um, the only time I have milk really is with like cereal or oats. I don't really have coffee. Um, people who have coffee seem to prefer oat milk or almond milk, from my experience. Okay. Um, but yeah, I that's not really. Yeah, it's coconut for me. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And what are some of your future plans for Eat Complete? Um, just in regards to, I know you want to expand, but you know some of the different things you're you're looking to do. Something I'm really excited by, uh, actually, as I saw on Instagram the other day, is that the Mexican night type. Oh yeah, um, that looks amazing. <laughs> so yeah, so what? Explain a bit about that first, and then you know what are some of the future plans for Eat Complete? Yeah. Um... The Mexican night that happened just before starting the business. That was when I was just, you know, trialing my meals. Um, I had that night with some friends um, and I actually loved it. I, you know, catering for people in that kind of way. So that's definitely something that could be on the cards for the future. Um, Cause yeah, it was a lot of fun and it seemed like everybody else had a lot of fun Um And it's also a great way if people are not plant-based and it's just an introduction, you know, like they don't have to think of anything themselves. You know, I'll just provide the food, you know, it's easy. Um, So yeah, that was good fun. In terms of other plans at the moment, the biggest one is finding a larger commercial kitchen. Um, That's what we're currently trying to do at the moment. Um, Hint, hint, if anybody out there knows yeah, somebody. Well, just about to say, uh, so Aber- Aberino surrounding areas, is that what you yeah. yeah, feel free to send me a message. Um, but yeah, that is at the moment because I have so much that I want to bring, like in terms of new meals and new products and new snacks. And I'm just, at the moment, I don't really have the resources to do so, but I have the recipes. So, yeah, I want to bring a lot more out there um, 
and it's all ready to go. It's just finding the place. So hopefully that won't be too long. Yeah. So like your own your own house, your your fridges and everything are just getting too full. My living room has turned into a second kitchen, <laughs> and I now have fridges in my living room. Like, oh, yeah, okay. I've built I've built like a second kitchen basically. Yeah. Oh well, definitely. Yeah, need we need to get you into a, a <laughs> yeah. And uh, so yeah, the so the like the Mexican side of things are. I'm using that as an example because I saw it. So that would basically you would just say it when COVID rules apply. Obviously, when you can have people around, you would just basically supply everything for like a dinner party, if you like. Well, that's what I did. Um, I mean, I don't know enough information for what might happen in the future, but um because those plans aren't in place but what I did on that occasion yeah I basically brought around I supplied all the food yeah. um there was I would what and people maybe um and yeah it was just I get together I just supplied the food for a dinner party yeah, yeah. basically nice and then you've got some of the some of the snack things that you mentioned earlier is that something you would look to go down more in the future as well Oh yeah, hopefully very soon. So yeah, um, yeah, working on those just now, um, protein cookies and brownies and things. Um, yeah, I just, I don't want people to feel like there's any, they're missing out on something like, yeah. you know, if you go healthy, you can't have brownies or if you go healthy, like, you know, you can't have this or that. Like I want to be able people to have these things, um, but still feel good within themselves, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I can just, all I'm seeing right now is my weekly bill just going up and up and up <laughs> as, as you add all, as you add all these additional things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. And, uh, you know, it's, it's. Uh, I think, you know, as you said there about the, you know, people can still have all these things and still have a good, healthy, balanced diet. And I think if anyone listening today knows how much we both actually eat from listening to this so um i don't i I think i'm sure we've quashed anything about you've got to cut anything out of your diet if you're 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 obviously fully plant-based i'm i'm probably predominantly but yeah it's definitely in that case of cutting anything i cutting calories or you know things like that not at all no definitely not there's always an alternative to anything yeah good um and also michelle you're a You've used, or you you are a user of HBHM's uh, CBD oil. So, how has that benefited you in your life? Yeah, so I actually had never tried CBD before at all, um, before trying HBHM's, um, and I. So, my experience of that is that I started taking it. Um, I thought that what I would benefit from the most or why I wanted to benefit the most would be my sleep. Um, so just to let you know what it was like before, um, I'll, like I know we've spoke about sleep and I told you that that is really important to me. Um, I do feel like I have such good sleep habits, you know, like I've really worked hard to have good sleep habits um, because I know it's important, but yeah, I would still go to bed and I would maybe be an hour or two hours before I could fall asleep. Um, it would take me a while. Um, and then even when I was asleep, I would wake up regularly, um, tossing and turning. I would always wake up throughout the night. Um, 
I took the CBD. I thought I was very naive initially. I thought I'm going to take this one night and suddenly I'm going to sleep like a baby. That was honestly my first. That's what I thought initially. But I mean, it's silly of me to think that because people ask me all the time, you know, is this going to help me? Is this going to help me? But it's it's about consistency. Right. So I I remember I spoke to yourself and Martin both told me just be consistent. Make sure that you take it at a time that suits you, like find a suitable time and just be consistent every day. So that's what I did. I stuck with it. And after I would say it took maybe between one to two weeks and suddenly I had a great night's sleep and I didn't say anything because I was like, hmm, I gave it another night and suddenly I was just fast asleep again. And it, it just since then, it's maybe been about three weeks and I've had best sleep like yeah. I fall asleep immediately so yeah I mean that's the only thing I've changed so yeah. I definitely it's I'm definitely going to be continuing with it I think it makes a big difference personally for me yeah good no that's great it's great to hear it's uh you know there's many different benefits different people get and sleep is one of them so you know it's great and it now means that you're going to be able to perform even better because you're getting more sleep than you've ever had so yeah exactly you're gonna wake up feeling more refreshed you're gonna have yeah feel better when you wake up good and you're probably what you're probably getting you'll be getting more deep sleep as well so you'll be getting more of the the sleep it helps your mind and your body repair so because you're obviously you're you're spending more time asleep there's less tossing and turning so you're overall yeah the, the hours of your sleep is more but in reality what you'll be finding is the actual quality of your your sleep will be a lot better as well so you know that's really encouraging yeah thanks for being a user <laughs> no it's great yeah and so out, out with the business out with your training then what's some other interests that you've got um <laughs> right now is it just I that? Mean, <laughs> yeah i mean i love my training and I love my business. So that is yeah. basically how I spend the majority of my time right now. Um, any, yeah, if I'm not working on the business, then I'm trying to train or, you know, so I would say, I, was, I mean, especially during lockdown, there's not, that's yeah. basically how I'm just spending my time. Um, I mean, I love to learn as much as I can, but I guess that's still business related yeah. because I'm just constantly reading and learning whenever I have a free moment to do so but I mean I love it all so I can't complain with the amount that I'm working just now I love it yeah and it sounds like you're you know you're definitely what you know your business is definitely something that it's a topic and a wider thing that you're 100% passionate about yeah for sure yeah I love it so a lot of it probably doesn't even feel like work most of the time I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not having to like look at the clock and, you know, just do certain hours. Like if I want to sit and learn something or do a bit of work, like no matter what time it is, I'll just do it because I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Any, is there any on that sort of topic? Is there any books or anything or any places to go online that are good for people that are interested in learning more about, you know, plant-based diets vegan diets things like that um hmm. or should they just come and ask you yeah I think they <laughs> need to come and ask me to be honest when I say like that I'm learning and studying at the moment it's all business related um 
so in terms of books and things you know it's all like yeah business sort of books um to help me with because this is all new to me you know I only started at the end of last year um and it is just me like just by myself so um there's so much for me to learn and that's basically what all my studying is just now um but yeah if if there's any it's hard for me to say in terms of plant-based things because it's very specific to what they might be looking for so yeah if people want to reach out to me and ask anything I always love to help so yeah please do okay cool well at the end we'll we'll give all your um website and instagram and all that sort of stuff and we'll put it all in the show notes as well so um yeah people will definitely be able to find you that's for sure and um so just to to round up then i i like to ask all our guests um for their top tips in three areas so your top tip for improving performance and your top tip for improving recovery and your top tip for improving sleep so firstly, Michelle, what's your top tip for improving performance? And that can be fitness, it can be business, it can be whatever you deem. Okay. So yeah, I won't be specific to fitness or, you know, it would be for anything because, you know, we have touched on many topics today in terms of like nutrition and things. But I would say one thing I find that's useful in any aspect of my life, and I think I see people neglect a lot is um the way that you view yourself or the way that you speak to yourself um the self-talk that you have I think it's you know um yeah I mean whether it's in the gym or whether it's in business or whatever it is that you're doing um the way that you talk to yourself I think is incredibly important um talking yourself down telling yourself that you're not able to do something um you know that's yeah that's not going to improve your performance in any way if anything that's going to hinder you and yeah so self-talk is a big one for me so like positive affirmations positive self-talk that type of thing um positive yes but also like realistic okay so yeah it's not just about telling yourself like positive words all the time but just being realistic with yourself and knowing what you can do and what you can achieve and you know not um constantly criticizing yourself because I think a lot of people nowadays like they do even things that they're competent in like they'll criticize themselves you know I see in the gym like just for example I see in the gym all the time people who I know can do things and they will outright say I'm not going to make this lift I'm not going to be able to do it before they even try and I'll even tell them like well yeah I'm sure now you won't because you told yourself that like you know it really makes a huge difference if you get it in your head like this is what I have been training for this is what I've been like spending the past few months for like I I know I can do it like it makes a huge difference yeah awesome no that's brilliant and something different that we've had as well so good Okay. What about recovery? Top tip for recovery? Um, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you probably had that one from everyone. Yeah. 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 That's why I, I leave the sleep one to the last because people, <laughs> not everyone has said sleep, but um, yeah, majority of people say sleep. So then what's your top tip for improving sleep then? Um, for me, I mean, I do various different things, you know, like 
Yeah, I, well, go with it. What what are the various different things? <laughs> <laughs> um, like I I purposely like don't have a TV in my bedroom. You know, yeah. like no TV before bed. Um, I don't look at my phone like before bed. Um, using night lights and blue light blockers. Is that what it's yeah. called? Blue light? Blue light yeah. blocking glasses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those kind of things. Like, um, and don't use your phone as an alarm. I mean, personally, I, um, I, I don't remember the last time I used an alarm because I'm just in such a routine that I just wake up early naturally. Um, but if you are going to use an alarm, like, don't because a lot of people speak about what you do before you go to bed but also it's important what you do when you wake up so just yeah not having your phone right there as an alarm I think is a big one um and having like a limit on when you look at your phone when you know like at a certain time like that's it you're done yeah I think that really does make a big difference yeah no it's great great tips I think leaving the phone out of the bedroom and, you know, no TV and stuff like that is very helpful when it comes to your sleep. So yeah, good tips. Okay. Thanks very much. Um, and where can people find you? So what's your website and Instagram handles and things like that? Yeah. So most commonly um, I post on Instagram. I do also have face Facebook page as well, okay. but most of my updates are on Instagram, which would be at eat.complete.aberdeen okay and the website is eatcompletewithoutmeat.com nice one yeah and any questions you can find me on any of those places and speak to me yeah and please do so i encourage people to reach out to michelle because she's always helpful when you've got any sort of questions so yeah definitely uh, find her on uh, her Instagram or Facebook or website and get in touch with her. So, okay, well, that's awesome, Michelle. I think we've covered uh, quite a lot of different things. So just thanks very much for coming on. No, thanks for having me. Okay, catch you later. Thanks, bye. Thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of the HBHM podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that you can get 15% off at checkout on hbhm.com by putting in the code HBHMPOD. Please share the latest podcast on socials at Instagram. We are at HBHM official and we look forward to speaking to you next time.